Enjoy this flyover clip. Can a demon actually uh, come in after a person is saved? So can somebody become actually demon-possessed once saved? And is it possessed or is it oppressed? And what's the difference yeah. between the two? We already, we already got more questions than we did before the show started. Yeah. So, so. No, that, no, that's good. That's good. Okay, so let's do this here. Let's first of all talk about uh, this, the person themselves, uh, about possession and oppression. So uh, I'm, the short answer I would say is that is that you can you can own a house. Just say you have a house, and that house has cockroaches in it. Okay. And when you sell that house, or the owner buys that house and purchases it, does not mean the cockroaches leave. Right. Just because your house changed ownership does not mean everything left. Mm-hmm. When you change owner, when you were purchased, when you was under the hand of the enemy, just because Jesus bought you and purchased you does not mean all of that stuff cleared up right away. Mm-hmm. And you as well know that exactly what I'm talking about is that. So that's the same simple concept as that. But now let's talk about how does that play out in a Christian's life? So the scripture tells us that we are a tripartite being. It's called we have a body, soul, and a spirit. Body, soul, spirit. Mm-hmm. And then let's take that example and use it from the Old Testament. It, when the scripture tells us in the New Testament that we are the body of the temple, our body is the temple of the Lord, that we are just like that. If you look at the Old Testament and there was a temple that was there or the tabernacle, that there was an outer court, an inner court, and a most holy place. Mm-hmm. The outer court was where anybody could go. The inner court was only priests could go. And the most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant was at, that's where the high priest was able only to go one time a year. That's where the presence of God dwelt. Mm-hmm. So in the New Testament, you're going to see Jesus. When he comes to the uh, temple, he goes to the outer court and he runs the money changers and the thieves out. Yep. He goes to the inner court to where that's where all the priests at. They were corrupt. But in the most holy place, he didn't have to go in there. That was the presence of God. Mm -hmm. That was your spirit. That's where the spirit man is. So you are the same way. You have a body. You have a mind, will, and emotion. And you have a spirit man. See, Ephesians 2 tells us that before we are saved, that our spirit is dead and darkened. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in times past, we walked according to the course of this world according to the prince, the power of the air. So that's how you were before salvation. Then all of a sudden, one day you knelt down and say, Lord, I asked you to forgive me of my sins, and I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Immediately, your spirit man goes from dark to light, and the Holy Spirit owns that spirit man now. But your mind, will, and emotions, and your body still has to be be renewed Mm -hmm. and has to go through the process of getting all that stuff out. That's in a person. Let's say it real simple like this. Before you were saved, that many people were uh, angry Christian. They were the angry people in the world, angry, and, and a spirit of anger control them. Okay. All of a sudden, God works on their heart and their life. They go to church, they get saved, and they come up from the altar, and they say, Lord, I thank you for saving me, and go home and could be and go to work, and all of a sudden, something set them off and still be one of the most angriest person that they've ever had. Okay. See, the thing is, just because you get saved does not mean that spirit of anger leaves. Mm-hmm. And what deliverance does is you recognize that there is an area in my life that is not totally submitted to the Lord that I am not in fully control of, and I need help. And that's what deliverance does. Deliverance goes in there, 
pulls that, uh, cast out that spirit of anger. So now that the fruit of the spirit can be love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. Mm-hmm. So that's the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of an, of a spirit of anger is right in the midst of wanting to live that holy, righteous life. All of a sudden, something that sets you off and that spirit comes up and that person will say, that wasn't me. I don't know why I keep doing that. That's where, so that is not possession. That is oppression. Mm-hmm. See, possess, okay. see the spirit man, the spirit man, body, soul, spirit. See, in where, where Jesus, where the Holy Spirit is at, he owns you, not the devil. Mm-hmm. That's ownership. But there are other areas of your life that needs to be set free. There's people who get, becomes a Christian. They had pornography before they battled it. They become a Christian and they still battle pornography. Let me tell you how I know, because I take pastors through deliverance all the time. Mm-hmm. And many of them battle this area. It's not that they're not saved. It's an area of their life that's not totally submitted to the Lord. And they need to be set free from this demonic spirit. And many of them, when we take them through deliverance, well, they cut that thing comes out of them. And then they're able to resist the devil. So you cannot resist what's in you. You can only resist the devil when he's out. Ooh. See, the Bible works. The Bible, yeah. the Bible works. Mm-hmm. The Bible works. It will work. And, they, and everybody says, why doesn't it work for me? Well, let's do it. Let's do it the Bible way. Let's get saved. Let's go through deliverance. Let's take this process of working through those areas of our life, making sure that there's nothing there. And now we're going to fill it up with good stuff. So when that spirit of pornography or anger tries to come back, you can resist it. If he's in you, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about possession. I'm talking about, see, Christ owns you, mm-hmm. but there is an invader. There's right. a trespasser. He's not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And when you get that thing, if he's in there, you know, in your mind, will, and emotions, all you can do is push it down. Mm-hmm. But if you go through deliverance, you can keep it out. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? (laughs) Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief. But the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. 
When I invented my pill, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of My Pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a My Pillow or not, you need to get the brand new My Pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com. 